You're listening to the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. Yo, Joe. Ah, oh, what's up, Justin? <laughs> I feel like shit. You don't sound great. I don't feel great. <laughs> yeah. You have wonderful. Thank you very much. I, um... I got over something just recently myself, so I it's also freezing over here. I don't know, obviously not not the case by you, but it's it's it, it's not freezing here, but it's definitely got older. It's 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 it the 70s last couple of days, and at night it's down into the 60s. Oh, all right, that's kind. Of, I guess that's cold for over there. I fucking uh, yeah, it's like 40, I think here, like something in the 40s at this point, and. Right. Uh, the, the heater never, like, the air, radiator doesn't really work in the office that I record in, so it's like a super villain's lair in here every time I'm, like, recording in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> sing, sing! <laughs> My master, why Christmas? <laughs> oh, they really fucked that character up. Oh, God. All right, we got a movie to talk about. It's not Batman and Robin. It is uh, Barbarian, which... Uh, <laughs> I liked a lot. So did I. Yeah. Fucking spoiler alert. This 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 movie was really fucking good. Yeah, it is good. Um, we'll talk about the movie. We'll talk about spoilers because it's been out for a little bit, and it is on HBO Max. So you could watch it on that for free if you have it, or you could rent it on whatever platform you rent movies from. But um, the movie was directed by Zach Krieger, uh, who is from the Whitest Kids You Know, and. What's funny about this is that I watched this movie with Jay when it came out on HBO Max. So he wanted to see it, so I was like, oh, I watched it with him, and we thought it was pretty good. Um, and like the whole night, like he was making jokes from the whitest kids you know, and we never realized that the director of that movie happened to be from that show. It was just completely coincidental. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, he was playing the fucking uh, the skit where like why Lincoln got shot in the theater uh, from that episode, from or from that show, and, uh, and we were, like, like joking about that. And, I'm, and later on, when I, like, actually looked up the credits for this, like, before, you know, putting the episode together, I was like, oh, shit. I was like, because I didn't know who he was. I just saw the name. I'm like, I don't know who this is. Um, right. But, uh, yeah, it was a pretty impressive uh, movie. Um, I had no idea what, what I was kind of getting into. You know, I had seen, like, the preview. It didn't really show much. I had watched reviews on it and people talked about it without saying anything about the plot because it was a movie where, you know, if you tell someone the plot, you're kind of spoiling everything because the movie is consistently changing probably every like 15 minutes. It's like a new movie. Right. Um, well, we'll talk about what it's about, you know, but again, it's going to be like a little bit spoiler-ish. Um, but, you know, the opening stuff. Yeah. Uh, really ruining anything because that's really all you see um even in the trailers yes that is from maybe the first 20 minutes of the movie so uh the movie stars uh georgina campbell and bill skarsgård and then eventually justin long (laughs) i guess it takes a while we were very confused about where he was in this movie because i don't even think he was in the preview but he He was he was he oh justin long's in this um and then i'm watching the movie i'm like where does justin long come in and then he does, and even once he shows up, you're still wondering, well, wait, where does Justin Long come in? It's because the movie starts off as one thing and then just very, very quickly becomes something else. And then something else again, and then again. And then something <laughs> and yeah. again, um, which uh, 
I got to give them credit in the hands of a lesser filmmaker would have been a complete fucking disaster, but this movie pulls it off. Yeah, that's the thing with these kinds of movies, and we've seen a few this year, and we've talked about a couple this year where, um, you know, they're just sort of, uh, I don't know, unconventional, I guess, storytelling, where, you know, the the story shifts, like, dynamically, uh, and this is one of the good ones. I, I, you know, obviously, like, telling telling a story that way, um, you're right, it, it can get real sloppy, for sure. Yeah. Not no, not this. But look, look. The thing is, it's like, like I'll put it out there right now. The movie's a little silly. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, but in a good way. But like, I don't know if it's for everybody. <laughs> you know, um, it looks like it. Like, I think that the trailer was a little misleading. The problem with that is, it's like if you go and see it, all right. You know, I, I want to see this movie, I, and then you see it, and you're like, eh, I thought it was something else. So, um, but either way, like it succeeds in um, keeping your attention. I think you know, for better or worse. Absolutely. I started kind of drawing parallels to Malignant. Not in the storyline so much, not in like a plot kind of way, but just... Yeah, well, Jay said that too, and I agreed with him. I I did. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, because there are moments where it just, it gets so fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Like, it kind of skirts that line. It doesn't go all the way into malignant territory. Um, We'll talk a little bit about, like, the movie. I mean, I don't want to, like, just, you know, read a plot synopsis, but... You know, um, I guess like as we talk about what we liked and didn't like about it, we could kind of get into like the meat and potatoes of what this was, what this is all about. So uh, essentially, there's not a lot of characters. Um, the main character uh, played by Georgina Campbell is named Tess. And she is coming into town uh, for a job interview in like the suburbs of Chicago, right? Oh, it's Detroit. Oh, it's Detroit. Detroit. Yes, Detroit. Right, Detroit, Michigan. So she, she comes into town for a uh, job interview and she goes and stays at this airbnb that she books now in her like in her arrival scene it is like pouring out so you can't see anything around her car you know uh, pouring rain just sheets of rain you can't see anything um so she pulls up in front of this house and when she gets there there's a guy in there already um and that's that's, yeah that's bill skarsgård's character uh, his name is keith he says that this airbnb is double booked now you're already kind of starting to get this like sense of you know danger or whatever right because like she's kind of like in the middle of nowhere there's nowhere else for her to go there's like no hotels available because like there's a convention going on so everything's booked up so she's got to kind of like decide like well does she just go drive somewhere and sleep in a car or try to find a place or, like stay in this house with a complete stranger some guy right and bill skarsgård is creepy i mean that's kind of why they cast him for it um i would imagine yeah. Yeah, he's 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 an odd-looking guy. He is, yeah. You're not like ugly dude, but like he can come off as like off-putting if like you know, if you had to. And you don't know what to make of this guy. Like that's the thing is like you know you know it's a horror movie. You don't really know anything about the horror movie, so you're like, well, she's gonna stay with this guy, and then like he's crazy, you know, or something like that. Like so, like or he's luring her there. Or what you? I honestly like the entire movie. I just to figure out what was happening. And I was doing that with Jay. And, like, we were wrong every fucking time, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> every time. So she stays with this guy. And, um, you know, there's a lot of tension there because you're wondering, like, what's going to happen? Like, is he, like, you know, the villain or whatever? You know, is this whole thing a setup? Like, you know, was it really double booked or he's luring her in there for something? They wound up, like, hitting it off, right? Like, they wound up becoming, like, you know, friendly and, you know, kind of close throughout, like, the day or the night, rather. And then the next day. And then what is? I guess because she gets, does she get locked down the basement? Like what? Why? What leads her to go to the basement? He's not home at, at that point. She goes downstairs into the basement for some reason. I forget why. I can't what the reason was, but 
Yeah, the, the I guess when the door to the basement closes, it automatically. Yeah, she's stuck down there. Oh, so she's she's stuck. She's trapped. And this is when yeah, he's not he's not home, but she gets trapped down there. Um, and then there's a there's a window that she figures out that she can get out of. Well, you know, so <laughs> we forgot to mention in the daytime she actually gets to see the neighborhood, and it's one of the most horrifying parts of the movie because, like I said, you don't really see what it looks like. It is like the legit like slums of Detroit. It looks like a war zone. It's like one of the worst like looking neighborhoods they've ever seen. And that one house they're in is very nice, but everything around it is like horrifying. Bums like literally rush to her, <laughs> like screaming. She has to run inside. Right, right. And then you, and at that point you're wondering, well, okay, is it like because like at that point. My thought was, okay, so are there squatters in the house? Right, because in the basement. In the basement, right. Like, is that what we're dealing with here? And like you said, the movie just kind of keeps you guessing, and you're going to be wrong every fucking time. Yeah. But it's that's kind of the brilliance of it. Like, every couple of minutes, it sets up something else that it could be. Yeah, yeah. So when she goes into the basement, she winds up like finding like like a hidden room, and there's like a, I don't know. It seems like kind of like a like a torture bedroom in there, you know, with like a, a, just like a dirty mattress and a bucket, and like a tripod set up, like just like a really creepy sort of you know setup. So she, you know, she freaks out. She's obviously like wondering if like he's doing this and he's setting things up, but you know, it turns out that is not, you know. And um, when he goes to check out the room as well. He winds up getting killed by something that we don't see, and then she winds up getting kidnapped, and then that's your first like half of the movie, and then we don't see her anymore for a while. No, because then the movie completely switches gears. Just, so like up to the <laughs> like, I don't yeah. For the most part, like you, you had the movie opens at night in the rain, and you know everything's kind of pitch black, and you got this really uh, unsettling feeling, even when um, like her and. And Keith are like getting along and like having a good time. You still kind of have that real uneasy, like, when's the hammer going to drop? Here? Right. Uh, right. Because you just, um, yeah. Because, like, like that, and again, like, it's kind of the genius of the movie. You know, something is going to happen in the movie. You know, the kind of genre is, you just don't know what. So you're constantly wondering, oh, is this a threat? Is this a threat? You know, and well, you're always on edge. And they do a good job of keeping you that way. You know, with just the tone of all these conversations and the music and like the way it's like all put together. So it's just pretty, you know, pretty, pretty well done. I like Justin Long a lot. Yeah, no, I um, do too. Um, he's apparently the guy that like, uh, he's like a wealthy, was he a writer or something like that? He work he works in film. I don't, I don't remember what. No, he's an actor. Okay. And he's in trouble for, you know, being inappropriate with a, another actress and. You know, we're, we're kind of, you know, it's funny, in a subtle, in like a smaller way, a small scale way, aren't you kind of wondering the whole time, all right, did he actually do this? And like kind of feeling like maybe he didn't. You know, like, I, I don't know, like I wasn't sure whose side to take like at first. And then when he goes to the bar, like later on, he gets drunk and says that he did it. You're like, oh, this guy's a piece of shit. Right. Yeah. No, but the, again, the movie does keep you guessing. It's kind of what movie best at is making you wonder who can you trust throughout yeah. this entire thing. Right. Uh, even outside of the shit going on in the house, you're wondering, can you trust fucking AJ? You know, like yeah, that's a, yeah, Justin Long's character. Well, he owns the B and B. He owns the B and B. Yeah. But just real quick, I just wanted to point out, I feel like that is the theme of the movie: trust. 
the movie does a good job of setting that up because Tess doesn't know who she can trust um, ever, really. Generally speaking, she ends up trusting the wrong people the entire time. Yeah. Uh, and then, but also the movie does the same thing to us. We don't know who to trust. But yeah, we find out that AJ uh, is actually um, the owner of the of the house. And that's kind of how he gets tied into everything because now he's about to lose everything, right? Because of, um, I guess, this article about to be right uh, released about been, something that he did, and um, yeah, so like everybody kind of drops him. Everybody, he's like, I guess, essentially canceled, right? And yeah. he uh, he go yeah, he goes like to sort of get back whatever you know property and money he can because he's he's you know he's going to be destitute. Uh, so he does go to this house, and now like we don't know how much time has passed. You know, like how long had Tess been there and Keith? Well, Keith was killed, but how long has Tess been there for? Um, and what happened? You know, we don't we just don't know anything. Um, but apparently, it's not that much longer after uh, her capture. So, but uh, yeah, it's maybe only maybe a week or so. Yeah, that's kind of what I get. What what I guessed too. But it's just weird how like the movie just stops right, and then like you're like in a whole new movie. For a yeah. while, for a while before he gets, you know, before he gets back to the house. So you know, there's a lot of tension just sort of waiting to. All right, like let's get back to the threat. Like it, it, it's um, it's everything about it. Like it's just very unsettling. You know, the movie, like the subject matter it deals with, like the situations the characters are in, and like waiting. You know, you're waiting to see what happens. So, but when he gets back there, we, you know, we we kind of get into the movie, like you know, like the main, like you know point in the movie which is like there's like a giant monster uh like a creature living underneath the house i guess the barbarian whatever right so well that gets into the uh the third movie yes yeah right because they split that up too but they split that up too um so uh, aj gets back to the house obviously and uh he ends up getting Back to the basement, he meets up with Tess, uh, he gets kidnapped um, by the creature, and I get, does she, like, throw them down a well or something? Like, they're, they're, they're in, like, a space that they can't get out it's, of. Yeah, it's like, a, it's like a ditch or a well, yeah. Something like that, yeah. And, like, Tess has been down there long enough where, like, she's able to tell him, hey, just do what she says. Yeah. And... Like, like she wants them to drink her milk, right? But we do, we do find out why. Like, eventually we, we get to uh, kind of the nitty-gritty of it, and uh, we get a flashback. Yeah, I, I think it said it was the 80s, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, the 80s, it's, maybe it's, yeah. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe like, like late 70s, early 80s, yeah. Um, where we uh, we meet yet another character, and now we see we get to see the neighborhood like in its heyday uh, before things kind of went to shit. And we were introduced to this character Frank, played by Richard Brake, who I had no idea was in this movie. Yeah, not me either. And he was suitingly enough, really, because he's a creepy dude. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I always enjoy Richard Brake. I, I, yeah, he's he's a good actor. He is. Um, and, and, you know, anytime you fucking. Something fucked up's about to happen. Dollar store uh, Rorschach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it kind of is. Yeah. Uh, the man who killed Batman's parents. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, we're introduced to Frank, um, who is going grocery shopping, and uh, he's he's buying some weird shit. He's getting like diapers. He tell he tells the lady at the store who um, at first, again tying into this uh, idea of trust. Uh, doesn't trust the guy just looking at him right. which why 
because it's fucking Richard Brake. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, so like he's shopping, he's buying like diapers and what, like rope or something. Oh yeah, you know tarp, all the all the typical serial killer bullshit, you know. Right, right. But when he te- once he tells her, "Oh, I'm having a baby," her entire demeanor changes and could not be happier to help him. Right. Even though his demeanor doesn't change at all, and he continues to be with your brakes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he goes, he buys all these things. You see him uh, kind of change into... Right, like a, um, like, a, like a cable man thing. Like a cable, yeah. Um, and he's stalking this girl. He, he's stalking this girl. He, uh, he goes to her house, um, tells her, you know, he's with the electric company or whatever, goes in, um, and he leaves a window open in her house so he can come back later. And take her. And essentially, um, we find out that what this guy does is he kidnaps girls, uh, keep them in his creepy basement um, to do whatever he damn well pleases with them. Yeah. And this is where the creature later on comes in because she is the offspring of Frank and uh, presumably the... Uh, the girl that he kidnaps in that flashback. Well, yeah, I'd imagine so. Yeah. Um, and she's just like a gigantic, like, you know, hideous creature. Um, right. Because like, I guess he, when he kidnapped that girl, he raped her. And then that girl had a child who he also would end up raping and so on and so forth. So now child is like grandchild, child of him. Right. Um, just and a, she's just, yeah, just 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 a, just a, like a, a child of just like a terrible circumstances, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it's just like gigantically tall, sort of you know mis, misshapen creature. Um, and then when we say it's silly, like that's you know that's the silly stuff, right? Um, so right. you know this this thing winds up you know attacking. This is what attacked Tess, and then now it's got uh, AJ. So they're both trying to escape, and then you know that's kind of like the movie, you know, like. You know, and and that from that point on, it's just escaping from this creature. Um, right. And you know, it get it it, it does get like pretty like <laughs> intense as far as like you know the violence and just the silliness, I suppose. Um, so yeah, the movie just like it, like I said, it shifts from you know story to story, but it shifts in tone just as much too, especially in that last like that third act. Oh, absolutely, because at that point. You know, everything's kind of out in the open now. We know what we're dealing with. Uh, we know what they are trying to do now, which is just get the fuck out of here. Um, so at that point, you can kind of go a little balls to the walls because the mystery's kind of out of it at that point. And it's just like, okay, let's just, let's just go crazy with it. Which, again, this is now, I guess, the fourth iteration of this movie that we're on. Once you get to the third act, and it was fun, as, as as crazy and kind of maybe a little stupid as a guy, it was fun. Yeah, no, I was. It was honestly, and and me and Jay, like I said, we saw it. You know, we went through all the different uh, emotions of it all, you know, throughout. <laughs> and uh, you know, by the end, we were both kind of like laughing a little bit, and it was like you know, like this like predictable horror slasher sort of uh, movie at that point, um, with just a crazy ending. So. Um, you know, I would recommend it just to see, um, how they put this together. You know, even if it's not like your cup of tea, the story gets a little like whatever, it's still like a, it's still like a good thing to watch. 
because a it's something different and to see like you know how like how stories can be played out um in a non-traditional way i think is is pretty great um and this is really well done so um yeah it's it's a recommendation for me without a doubt yeah same here it's 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 a it's a fun flick it's very Um, like you like you nailed it like you said malignant like it's very much like malignant yes yes i i feel like it doesn't get as crazy as malignant no no it doesn't but there's moments (laughs) right up to that line yeah and the tone is there too because like again malignant was a movie that like we i had no idea was going on the entire time it was just constantly changing um right and when i thought i knew i was just like oh okay i guess not um it threw a lot of like curveballs at you so it yeah. did. It did, and it did well. It's a very effective movie. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, yeah. I, I gotta tell you, man. That, like this year, like twenty twenty two, has just been like a better fucking year for horror. It's been pretty good. Yeah, we've had some like fucking real misses, but there's been a couple good stuff too. Yeah, I, I feel like this may have been the best year for horror in a long time because we've gotten so much really good stuff. TV shows too. It's becoming a popular genre. It's becoming a little bit more respectable, um, you know, to do these kinds of things. Um, there's, you know, there's an art in it, and people are appreciating it, and people are using their talents to make things in that genre. Um, so yeah, you know, and then we get like all sorts of shit too, because we get a lot of independent things that are out there um, as well. I mean, there's so much. The genre is saturated, you know, but um, but we did we did we did get a lot of good stuff. I feel like last year we did too, and this year I feel like we got just as much or more, you know. I feel like we got. Feel like it's been even better quality for the most part. Hopefully, hopefully you guys enjoy uh, the rest of the content for this year, and we'll come back next year with a whole bunch of stuff. Um, and that's pretty much it. So uh, we'll see you guys next. We'll see you guys next week. Good fucking night. Good night, everybody. Hey guys, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and Apple iTunes. Also, you can follow us on social media. We have Twitter, and that's at sexy vamp teeth we also have instagram at the sexy vampire teeth podcast and if you want to follow justin all you need to do oh you're still on the phone uh i very rarely ever hang up tell the people where they could follow you justin well if you want to follow me on facebook you can find me as justin tong if you want to follow me on instagram you can find me jtong81 and if you want to follow me on slasher the horror-based social media site you can find me at Sexy Vampire Teeth Pod. And if you want to follow me on social media, you can't. I'm off the stuff. So if you guys want updates on the show, please follow us on our social media sites. And make sure to tune in every Monday night for a new episode. Thanks for listening, guys, and good night. So long, everybody. You've been listening to the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast.